0: Hi, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, and brought to you by Bank ESB. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien.
1: Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We have a terrific show for you today, but before we get to it, let's hear a message from this month's sponsor, Bank ESB.
0: Bank ESB is here for local business. As a local bank, we provide everything you need to thrive around here, including personalized guidance and business products like free checking and cash management services. Unlock your potential and learn more at bankesb.com business. Member FDIC-DIF.
1: Okay. We are back. Again, this is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We are talking today with a, a very busy man. He is Eugene Cassidy, the president and CEO of the Big E. Good morning, Eugene.
0: How are you? Good morning, George. I'm doing great. And I, I hope you are, too. Good uh, we're,
1: we're hanging in there. I, I, I'm busy, but I can't possibly be as busy as you. What, what's the countdown now down to? Uh, we're uh, 12, just outside of a week and change.
0: Yeah, 12 days from today. So we're, uh, we're at that. That means the fair is opening in about eight minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like for you to get all these things ready. But, uh, but we have a lot to talk about. This uh, biggie, always a time of uh, anticipation for the region uh, this year. Uh, even more so because we're trying to put on a biggie, the first in two years uh, in the middle of, of a pandemic and in the middle of a, a surge with uh, this Delta variant. Uh, what's it been like to try to put the, the biggie on in the middle of all of this? It must be adding layer upon layer upon layer of, of complexity to this.
0: Well, you know, our, our, we have to keep an eye, our eye on the ball and uh, and create the product that people expect and uh, and deserve Um, You know, we owe it to our community uh, because of the economic impact that we have on the region. Uh, We owe it to the community to build out uh, as best we can in order to get us all back to business. You know, you you mentioned the Delta variant. We're watching it very closely. Uh, As it appears today, it's starting to, you know, it's starting to um, decline and that, you know, we've got now 12 days until the fair opens, and I hope it declines every day during that 12-day period. Uh, it seems if you watch the, uh, the models uh, from over in Western Europe where it was first sort of hatched out, uh, they, it, uh, the impact was about a six to eight-week uh, time frame. And I think it's playing out the same here in the United States. Uh, unfortunately, I think in Greater Springfield, our vaccination rate uh, is lower than it should be. And that might be a factor uh, in in the circumstance we're facing today. But we're watching it closely because, you know, we have to be able to respond uh, to people, the safekeeping of our uh, fair patrons. And um, so it's possible that as we get closer, uh, we might have to put a mask mandate in effect, at least for uh, inside buildings. Uh, At this point, we haven't taken that step, uh, but that's that's pending that 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 decision is pending.
1: The West Springfield uh, Health Department has not uh, issued any restrictions on on the Big E at this time.
0: Well, we're very lucky. I mean, I think um, just to sort of paint a picture, um, West Springfield has a, a tremendously competent health department, and uh, in, and in, in, in large parts because they have, you know, we have such a big event. Uh, the, the lady who runs uh, the health department in the town of West Springfield, uh, Jean Galloway, uh, has, has worked with us for more than 20 years uh, and long before COVID. Um, you know, we have to protect the fairgoer from a whole host of things. Uh, you know, COVID, obviously, we should all be hyper-focused on at the moment. But, um, you know, with each half generation, our youth and ourselves are further removed from agriculture and the barnyard. And so... With each half-generation, people's susceptibility to uh, E. coli increases. So the fairgrounds have to be kept very clean just to keep people safe from E. coli. We also have to worry about things like equine encephalitis, uh, triple E, they call it, which is a a, 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 it's a deadly uh, malady. And uh, you know, I also uh, harken back to the fact that you know during the last worldwide pandemic in 1918. When we did not have infectious disease specialists, uh, it was the agriculturalist who helped uh, uh, local health people to get around and beyond the Spanish flu. You know, that's where the term herd immunity generated from back uh, at that time frame. So, you know, we in the agriculture business are in the full-time business of keeping people safe. Uh, we have the foggers, anyways. We had the, you know, now there's some new chemicals specifically designed for COVID. So uh, we will be deploying those. Uh, but with all the other uh, uh, health concerns that we've had to deal with uh, every year, anyways, uh, we're best prepared for uh, keeping the place uh, in a condition to keep people safe.
1: Mm-hmm. So, as a fair approach, is, I think most people want to know. Um, you know how is this fair going to be different or is it going to be different from what people have come to expect in the past and because uh, its kind of a two part question based on what you're seeing in other parts of the country and even in uh this part of the country with some of the other fairs what are you, what are you expecting for the fair this year in terms of well, attendance I've, uh in terms of response from the public
0: I've had the uh privilege uh, I, I as you may know I serve as chairman of the uh, global fair industry uh, the international association of fairs and expositions so i've had the uh, opportunity to travel to a number of very large fairs uh, that have uh, operated Uh, wisconsin uh, as we speak minnesota is going on that's the second largest fair outside of uh, texas uh, in north america Uh, some of the, uh, the, the iowa state fair uh, New York State Fair happens to be running uh, as we speak as well. Um, and in no case has any fair been identified as a super spreader. and It's a term that people like to deploy. Uh, so that's a, a very positive thing. People are dying to get back to the American way of life. And, and that's what a fair offers. So uh, in terms of changes, uh, there'll be nuanced changes that people won't necessarily be cognizant of because they'll be happening uh, behind the scenes with cleaning. Uh, but we have unfortunately lost uh, a portion of our food concessionaires. Uh, did not make it uh, financially through COVID. Uh, our, some of our vendors, the the mom and pop uh, businesses, the craft uh, world, some of those people were unable to financially survive COVID. And what we did was we made a decision not to fill every space uh, that that was. Uh, that was uh, vacated in order to create a little bit more space on the fairgrounds. Uh, the idea being it would give people more room to sort of navigate. So uh, I hope that, you know, people, my hope is that people don't uh, notice those changes, that, that, that they're more nuanced. Um, but we have, uh, you know, we have our great food lineup. We have, I know we have, uh, uh, we have a tremendous uh, lineup for entertainment. And of course, all of our agriculture production as well.
1: What are you expecting in terms of of turnout? I know it's impossible to predict how people are going to respond uh, to a large outdoor event at this time of year. We've seen some other events where attendance hasn't been quite what it's been in years past. But um,
0: what, yeah, what are so, we looking so, for? And what do you yeah, need to make this fair work? Well, it's a, that's a really good question because um, you know we 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 need about a million two hundred thousand people. Uh, our, our the last previous fairs that we had in nineteen, eighteen, seventeen drew about a million. It drew over a million six. Uh, we anticipate a decline. As as I think that should that's an intelligent way to predict. Uh, people are going to be. Some people are never going to return to large events. Their own sensibility is going to prevent them from from doing that. Um, some people are going to return to large events, but they may not go inside buildings you know they might prefer to stay in the out of doors um you know we're going to heavily uh, encourage people to wear masks certainly anybody who has not been vaccinated we're going to make that a you know requirement uh you know we're, we're like i say we're, we're watching that delta variant to see how restrictive we're going to be um but uh you know we anticipate a decline and i think that's sensible i do know that in other parts of the country uh, some of the fairs have had record-setting years, actually. Uh, Wisconsin had a tremendous, they have a 12-day fair. They did about 845,000 people. Uh, they, had, they suffered incredibly bad weather, wherein they had to roll out their emergency uh, weather and evacuation plans on three occasions. Um, right now, the New York State Fair is running with a mask mandate. Unfortunately, uh, fair goers are responding by not going to the fair, so their attendance is about 50 percent down, and uh, and actually they lowered their admission price to, to only from 12 to three dollars. So people are responding in a negative way to the mask requirement at, up in New York, uh, which you know which is troublesome on a lot of levels. Uh, you you know you want people to be responsible for themselves. You want people to be responsible for others, uh, and so. Um, uh, but my anticipation from all of the feedback that I've gotten is that we will have a strong fair. And I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll reach our goals.
1: What has this been like for you and your your staff to try to put on a fair this year? You're dealing with a whole lot of challenges, not just uh, COVID, but, um, you know, the business community trying to get set up over there. There are workforce shortages, uh, you're always worried about the weather. Hopefully, we've gotten all the, the rain behind <laughs> us here. But uh, this this has got to be uh, probably the most difficult year you've had trying to get ready for the fair.
0: No, it's interesting because you know you know one would think, but it, it really hasn't been. I mean, we we've been for us, we're always in the full time fair production mode, and we've now this has been two years. So we're very anxious uh, to get back to business. So it's been actually very rewarding to, to, to welcome people back, to to be able to provide a platform. Um, you know, we did a lot during the year to try to support our business partners. Um, you know, many of, the, for, for example, the, 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 uh, the, the decorator that one of the decorators that we use, company uh, Special event rentals are out of Sudbury, Massachusetts—a company that's been in existence for a couple of generations or more, with a lot of employees—did not make it through COVID. They, 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 they—they they, uh, they couldn't survive COVID. Um, so, getting—you know—getting the the fair back in production and allowing people to get back to work has been very rewarding, and, it, and it's taken taken a lot of the edge off. Um, some of us have been doing this for a long time. This is my twenty-eighth fair. Some, some of the folks on staff at the Big E have done this 44 times. And that, that two-year gap actually you know, really interrupted our thinking. So we, we were faced with some intellectual challenges like, what's our next step? We haven't done this in two years, even though we've done it 44 years uh, in total. So um, it's been fun for all of us and uh, in, in, in that way. And, and, and knowing that you know, we are going to be a, a, a spot where people can get back together, of course, is very satisfying.
1: I know we're talking to a lot of the business owners in this region who take part in the Big E. They are, of course, very anxious uh, to be back at the Big E. They're happy to be back at the Big E. Uh, Talk again about the overall impact of the Big E on the economy. What it was like to to not have a Big E in 2020.
0: Sure, George. You know, very difficult. um, You know, as the general manager of the fairgrounds, uh, we have a mission. And our mission... Uh, really is to is to grow this economy to keep to create uh to create work for people and you know we are we're we're agriculture oriented but we're family oriented and we're business focused so it was very difficult for us uh, not to have the fair clearly it was the right thing to do but the eastern states is a not-for-profit organization so uh you know we we have to rely on on the on the event in order to sustain ourselves and when we talk about our economic impact on the greater springfield community it's 681 million dollars i'll often say you know close to three quarters of a billion dollars uh that is very consequential because it affects every resident of Hamden county um it affects you know the the tax receipts uh in boston for the commonwealth It has a has a a ripple effect uh, throughout the, the world, frankly, for agriculture, because we provide the agriculture platform and markets for uh, people to, to get their product uh, out to the public. Um, so, uh, you know, from that aspect of our operation, I think by and large, most people don't understand. Uh, you know, they see the fair, they know it is a big event. Uh, you know, hopefully they take pride in it. This is everybody's fair from this region for sure. And it's important to me, I want people to be pride-filled about the Eastern States Exposition. But it's likely that they don't understand uh, the greater, larger impact of the organization on the community uh, at large. And um, if if nothing else, COVID gave us an opportunity to sort of talk about that, to talk about the precarious nature of this not-for-profit legacy organization that was started by really really forward thinking people from springfield who had a vision to use the the fair as a means by which to to create a rising tide for for the region so that's the one silver lining i've taken out of of covid it's that, that we've been able to and with help from you and business west for sure to be able to tell our story
1: interesting well, good luck to you this year with the fair. And uh, again, it, it's had to be a very difficult year. How how has this past year just been for the Big E? I know you've been uh, like a lot of businesses, you've been trying to find new revenue streams, new ways to, to do business. Uh,
0: well, new ways to get through this. It's um, a, a lot of what we did we did in order to support the partners that we work with in order to produce the fair. It, it was not economically rewarding necessarily for the eastern states but it kept other people in business people that we needed uh, in order to get the big e to run so uh, we came up with some clever ideas I think um, uh, to, to try to, to try to make some payroll uh, to keep the team together um, and uh, you know it's been an, it's been an extraordinarily difficult year I I, I, I I normally wouldn't do this, but, uh, you know, I, I want to thank the Westfield Savings Bank, Bill Wagner, uh, uh, in particular, for uh, helping us through a very uh, economically trying time uh, for this organization. Without without their uh, credit, uh, you know, uh, things would be quite dire for the eastern states.
1: Okay. Well, I hope that this is the start of uh, a turnaround for the Big E. I, I hope that you're able to put on a fair that uh, lives up to the expectations, uh, and that everybody can remain safe. I know there are a lot of eyes, um, not only in this region but in other parts of the country, on your fair. We hope you can can pull it off. What? What's good for food this year? I think that's the
0: number one question on everyone. <laughs> well, well, we've got some really interesting things. You know, we, we are uh, lucky here in the greater Springfield area because we've got some really clever folks uh, making some interesting foods for sure. And, and the rewarding thing is uh, the food product uh, will take off at the Big E. And uh, it will make its way uh, to to other fairs across the country. So, you know, this year we've got a deep fried pineapple with a coconut batter on it, uh, which is really, you know, it's a great dessert. Very, very, very tasty. Um, We've got uh, a a Bloody Mary grilled cheese sandwich, which will blow you away so good from the Delaney house. Um, I had a a half of a hamburger. I would have eaten the whole thing, but I had to do an interview and I I didn't want to have the onion in my teeth, but uh, the white hot. Uh, built up a, uh, a cheeseburger with fried onions and bacon uh, and a sriracha maple syrup uh, on the side between waffle uh, slices. So uh, crazy thing, uh, but really, really uh, good. Uh, we had some fried rice balls. Uh, Paul Koza has released uh, another flavor of the V1 Vodka, which will be will make its debut at the fair, which I think people will really enjoy. Uh, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of new things. I encourage people to go visit the biggie.com to do two things, plan your day and plan your diet. And remember everything you consume at the Eastern States, you walk off. So the calories don't count. All
1: right. Well, good. Uh, Food for thought in every respect of that term, uh, really. So good luck to you again. Uh, Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. We'll have you back on after it's over.
0: Thank you, George. I'll be be happy to report. And I I wish you and everybody uh, uh, very, very, very healthy best wishes.
1: Okay. Thank you again. We want to thank all of you for tuning in today. Uh, This has been uh, Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Sponsored this month by Bank ESB. Uh, I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine, and we'll see you next time.